so hi well the good noise podcast i'm shane i'm glory and we're here with josh from black hippie so we're gonna ask them some questions today about their new album if you feel alone at party so congrats on that by the way how do you feel about the response to the album so far it's it's been pretty wild um because like when we were like working on the record like we didn't really know if we could tour Mm. so like because like 2020 was like the whole like we were supposed to go on like our second tour uh going up north for about two and a half weeks and i was really excited and it got kind of canceled so we kind of didn't really know what to do mm-hmm. and then we like i don't know so it just feels crazy to like put the record out people listen to it people come to the shows off the first tour we did off of it it just feels weird uh, i don't know i guess because like i felt we wrote it in such a bubble because we weren't really around anybody else and now now that it's out to the public, people are liking it and stuff. And it's just kind of like weird. And I'm not used to it at all. <laughs> That's awesome. Though. I'm, I'm happy for you guys. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So is there any meaning behind the album title or cover art? So the title, if you feel alone of parties, um, it kind of came from this, like at the beginning of like uh, the shutdown, I like did like a bunch of like bedroom demos and like sold them on Bandcamp to like raise a bunch of money for a bunch of people in Memphis that lost their like uh, jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one of the songs I just happened to like I was like I need a good like name for this song and I just kind of like nonchalantly said if you feel alone at parties and then didn't think about it again and then when it came to like figuring out where we're gonna name the record because one of those songs did make it which turned to the title song I kind of started thinking about like what that kind of just like phrase means and it's and like I kind of like because trying to like assign a meaning to the record kind of like with all the songs it kind of like worked its way back in my mind with that title because like I've always kind of felt like an extreme like outsider, even when I'm surrounded by a bunch of people that like know me or like care about me and stuff like that. And I've always been a very like lonely feeling person. So I figured it was kind of like a really like funny, like metaphor for that, because like you're at a party, you're supposed to be having fun, you're supposed to be around all your friends and you're just like feeling alone. So that's kind of like where the title came from. Mm-hmm. Um, or kind of just that like concept. Yeah. And the cover art. Mm. The cover was kind of funny. So I I forgot what we had originally planned for what the record was going to be. I don't remember what the cover was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But then it kind of just like I texted my brother because he took the he took the photo. And I just I was like, hey, man, I have this idea. I don't know if it's going to work. I just want a bunch of people around. I want to be looking super like sad in the middle of and everybody's supposed to be having fun. So like we ended up like <laughs> it was like the weekend of my birthday, too, of like 2021. And we I just had like a billion people in my house. Not a billion, it was like like 20 ish. Wow. I think maybe I you know, actually know the exact number but anyway uh, we had a bunch of people in there crowded around and like I thought our living room at the time was way bigger so where everybody's like on top of each other just like everybody to make sure in the frame and then like yeah. seven pictures in my brother's like yeah Trevor yeah no one can see you can you like move an inch to your right but move your head this way so you don't block anybody but yeah. the, like the album cover supposed to be like kind of like the same like ethos or whatever but it just turned into like I just remember that and I remember like everybody taking a shot before and it was like 9 a.m. Jeez. (laughs) Starting out early. Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) Um, So can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for this album? So so the writing process of this record was kind of like weird. So I kind of was coming off like a pretty hard like writing kind of like writer's block. So like we had done an EP in like 20, that came out in 2019. We wrote the songs in 2018. And after that EP, I like couldn't really write. Like I could write like like instrumental stuff like that, but I couldn't like write any lyrics or anything like that. I was hating like most of my chord progression stuff like that. So like 
at the beginning, at the beginning of like 2020, I kind of like nuked my personal life, which kind of put me on the path that we are like on now. And when I was kind of dealing with a lot of that, I kind of wrote the song, I wrote the song Bunk Bed, which ended up being like the first song written and recorded for that record. So we ended up doing that when it's sung before he actually went in for the record or whatever. Hmm. But um, so, but that kind of like broke me out of that. So then I kind of like had a little more confidence to like actually try to approach this record and like actually feel like I can, I can start writing again. So I started small and mostly it was just like, I had fully fleshed out songs and like I demoed everything, but I had no lyrics and we were like getting closer and closer to having like, like most of the lyrics were written probably like two weeks before we went to the studio. Like I was like panicking, like one song I freestyled actually, it turned out well, but I kind of like, I was like dealing with it, like trying to figure out how to like approach it. Cause like for years I've always wrote about like a certain kind of topic and a certain kind of way and stuff like that. And I was talking to my girlfriend and she was like, you need to speak more honestly and stop just being so like, like using all these metaphors and use all these little like ways to dodge about how you feel and just be like, actually speak honestly. So I kind of, I was like, yeah, you are right. So then I kind of like finally got the confidence kind of approach the lyrics like that. And a lot of like the instrumentals too were like so weird because we were just like, kind of, I would just like jam something. And then I'm like, oh man, this thing needs a bridge. And then like my drummer would be like, hey man, I wrote this chord regression yesterday. And I'm like, cool, just smash that together. So some of the songs just kind of like haphazardly like thrown together. Uh, we're not, and then like once like New Year's Eve was, we wrote that a week before we went to the studio. Like me and my drummer just got like, really drunk and we were just like messing around and stuff like that so it kind of just like a mixture of like a lot of overthinking in terms of lyrics and having to work through a lot of the insecurities with that and then like a lot of the instrumental stuff just kind of kind of flowed naturally just because me and my drummer like write everything we just kind of like just bolt ourselves down well this one like we had a song one chord progression written by like one of our old guitar players but like we kind of just i don't know it was, it was kind of like a hodgepodge of kind of like a bit not really as consistent as i would like it to be in terms of the writing we just kind of like kind of everywhere mm-hmm. but um kind of just I guess like slow and methodical because I think like the first song on the record art school I literally set on for like the good guitar lick alone for like five months before I even like expanded off that I usually like to sit on things really long so I guess like but this record was kind of like a mixture of sitting on things for a very long time like the old songs were like old but the new songs were like really new within like a week or two of like actually having to record so I guess that's the question I'm like going to such tangents wow (laughs) so Wow. Okay. That that process is it. Is it usually that I don't know complicated? Chaotic. I guess. Yeah, chaotic. That's what I was looking for. Well, I'm I'm really, I'm really really in my own head. So if it puts in like how like how like long it takes me sometimes. Well, like I like like my ideas, but I use like the mull over them to try to get the best ones out. Like the version of if you feel alone apart is like the song. I think it's like the sixth version is the one that's on the record. There were Ooh. five other versions. Two of them had had a horn arrangement that I did like it was like just two horns there was yeah like I like I because what I do is like I I demo everything by myself and then I like bring it to my drummer and then we start working out like some of the other stuff mm-hmm. so like I can sit at my computer for just like hours and just completely delete an entire song and then restart it up from the ground up like this a song I'm working on now for our next record that like I'm definitely like the fourth version of pretty much. Oh my God. Wow. And, and are those all like fully fleshed out versions or? Yeah, like you see how like do like a dummy bass line that like our bass, our bass player will go over that. And then I do, I do all the guitars. Like for the record, I do all the guitars and like piano and stuff and bass on one of the songs. But I'm like, I, yeah, I do fully flesh out everything. And then I'm like, oh no, I hate this. So I'm like, <laughs> something else. And then I'll probably come back to it years later and take like maybe a melody line and like a chorus from it and then add it to something else. Cause I, a lot of the stuff I write too is just like, sometimes it's just like 
four ideas from four different songs kind of melded together. I'm like, oh, these are in the same key and this kind of works. So this will be a better way to do it. Yeah. How do you not get burnt out by just making different versions, like five different versions of the same song back to back? I... I'm just think I'm just insane. <laughs> so I <don't>, I, <laughs> that's a good like, answer. <laughs> my mom, I was like, you think a mentally stable person could do this? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think it's just like that. And I'm like, I lo- and I love like music. I'm like obsessed with it. And I think mm-hmm. like, I'm a very obsessive person. So I'm like, I'm like, the, I'm the definition of person. Like if I, I either hate something or I'm completely obsessed with it. I have no, I have no like in between. I don't have hobbies. Like my dad always says, talks about, he's like, I, I don't have hobbies. Like I have, I like, I got it. Well, I got into like vinyls and cooking now, but like, I don't really have hobbies. So if mm-hmm. I'm like, a song, I'm like, no, there's a better version of the song. I will sit there until I like, cannot stay up anymore. Okay. I mean, that's Impressive. fair. At least you're, you, you don't regret anything when you finally put the song out. You know that like, that's the best version that you could possibly get. Sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> I would... Sometimes? <laughs> Parties wasn't our highest stream song right now. Mm-hmm. I would be like, oh, I think version four should have made it, you know? Like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> You're going to drive yourself insane by doing that, you know? <laughs> okay. I, okay, I can't. I, we're moving on from this because I can't. Okay. I want you to tell us your favorite lyric off this album and the meaning behind it. Mm. Oh, that is a great question. All right. Oh, God. Man, that's a good question. Um, can I do two? Sure. Sure. Like, really one and like a, and like a, okay. So the, the silly one I really like was uh, art school and it was uh, rich kids with their roots dyed blonde. And it's just really funny because like, I remember like listening to like the demo or us talking about it as one of my roommates was like dying her roots. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of laughed. I just thought it was funny. And I guess seriousness I will say is the, I guess the refrain in July 5th is the longer I'm alive, the less I want to be. I love that line because like it was the first line I wrote of the song and that was like my favorite song on the whole record. So I feel like that's my favorite lyric because it spawned like a whole song, like my favorite lyrical song on the record. So I guess mm-hmm. that's my favorite. All right. Wow. All right. Uh, so how'd the track list for the album come about? Did you guys write the opening to the opener, close a bit closer? Did you shuffle around and see what fits? What was that process like? So uh, we knew last words is going to be the closer. Like we jammed mm-hmm. it once and we were like, yeah, this is, this is how you end the record. And we knew, we wanted to start with art school because it like punched people in the face. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of it was kind of just like weirdly constructed with like me. Cause I feel like answering machine sounds like a second song on our album. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of, like perfect. So those two flowed into each other perfectly. And then I wanted the interlude of parties to go into the bunk bed because I felt like the interlude, the uh, yeah, it's just called parties interlude, wherever the interlude was. I felt like that flowed great into bunk bed because it was so in on such like a, down sad note and it just like comes up with like the hypeness so i guess like a lot of it was just like like there were three songs that were like definitively when they were written they were like you're definitely gonna go here and then the rest of them were just like me listening to like all the songs going into each other constantly and try to figure out what was the best placement of stuff mm-hmm. okay. makes sense makes sense uh, so would you be able to tell us where your headspace is at while you were creating this album headspace that is a great question so like i was coming off like I've gone through a lot of like personal transformation in the past few years and I feel like it was really kind of culminated into like I always make a joke about how I destroyed my life in 2020 so it was like February of 2020 I like I gone back to college for a, I have no idea I was like having like, a crisis or whatever 
like I remember like breaking up the person I was dating at the time and I like dropped out of college and I just like basically just like destroyed everything I'd spent like the last year and a half just establishing and I was like I don't care about anything I'm extremely unhappy I need to focus fully on music so I was kind of like going like into 2020 kind of like that and also with the isolation the pandemic and also with like there's one time I was like spending a lot of time with my daughter too so I was like trying to like cope with like being like a like a dad because that's like something I'd never thought about this early in my life mm-hmm. and I was I guess, like this record's kind of written this headspace of just like a lot of uncertainty of the future and a lot of like like a raw way of looking inside of myself because I'm constantly questioning myself with everything I chose to do that set that put me in the position I was that year which is I was very like I was broke I was working at a couldn't tour I was working at this Chinese restaurant I was delivering food like I like my I was extremely miserable and I feel like this record was written from a place of like like inward look inwardly looking at yourself and stuff and having to come to terms with what got you into the position you are in and like was everything you did that you set up worth it mm-hmm. you know what I mean I'm like mm-hmm. was all this stuff worth it I'm working at this stupid restaurant I can't tour I decided I was gonna put everything in music and then I couldn't tour for a year like was this worth it was all these like all this guilt I'm feeling for all the for people I've cut off like is all of this worth it for what I'm try- currently trying to do so it's kind of just like going to this record extremely insecure and probably one of the best ways I could go into it insecure I guess because I felt like I had to like I had nothing left so I was like <laughs> this record's either gonna be good or like I'm screwed <laughs> yeah okay um so how do you recommend your fans to listen to this album for the first time should they do it in the car with friends in the dark with headphones on uh is it a party album workout album what do you personally recommend I would, I would say uh let's say like a like a late night drive like a you know it's it's like not yeah. um and like just like a long hour drive maybe to like a distant suburb or something just like a drive there and back is like the best way to listen to the record Definitely. in the car probably with like a, a few close friends like n- no hangers on like true homies okay okay i love that so i want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words no more no less three words Ooh. Three words. as fast as you can i forgot to add that part as can. okay uh yeah. sad vhs Ooh, uh, party there you go that's perfect that is perfect and it was quick thank you um so in that same train of thought but not as much pressure is there a certain feeling or emotion you want your listeners to have while going through this album i want to say nostalgia mm-hmm. i feel like i love that's just the idea of, of of like nostalgia and i feel I, I always write to like that idea like thinking about some like i was talking to this there's one person in this band down here. He said he listened to my record. He was he like was thinking about memories that he had before he even heard the record, mm-hmm. and like that was like one of the coolest things anyone, anything ever anything anyone's ever said to me. So I always want people to feel like nostalgic when they listen to my music, like whether it's like looking back on good times, sadder times, or anything, just like always like looking back and reminiscing. I love that. Oh, so speaking about reminiscing, what is your favorite memory that you made while creating this album? Nice segue. Thank you. Oh man. Uh who is a few. Um I I think like I think my my all-time favorite one was uh so we had we only had really 3 days to track this record. So we did a 10-hour day, a 10-hour day, and the last day was 21 hours straight. Whoa. Oh my god. Wow. Okay. is having to cuz it was like 6 a.m. having someone telling me how to do a whisper track because I was supposed to whisper over something and I just couldn't do it 
because my mind couldn't fathom what a whisper was for some reason <laughs> in the earphones like hearing it was like ethan mayo he's like a uh, guy out here who's like no jo josh josh you're singing you're singing with the whisper yeah so the, being an adult man <laughs> having to be explained how to whisper because i'm like brain dead at 6 a.m has got in my favorite memory that's great. Well, so I would like to talk about the what twenty-one hour day. So how how again? How did you guys not kill each other in there twenty-one uh, hours straight? Some people would like nap when they weren't being like utilized. So like the the last eight hours, it was just the only people that really had to do stuff was like me and our drummer Casey doing like auxiliary percussion because I had to do all the keyboard and synth tracks, all of my all of my vocals, like backgrounds and all. Mm -hmm. um, so most of the people could like kind of just chill and like drink. And at one point, like our managers, which is like my girlfriend and then one of her friends from college, they manage us. They're awesome, by the way. They like went to their house. They live like 10 minutes from the studio and they made us spaghetti and they just brought it back spaghetti. So like That's we, nice. we were like well-fed, well-caffeinated, um, very, very caffeinated. We got a bunch of like free cases from Yerba Mate and we were drinking like four of those a day. So we were <laughs> Yeah, we were just wired. So we ended up, um, so I guess like we, we were able to like keep good morale, I guess. One dude just slept the, like the last eight hours, which was good morale. But I, I think we were all kind of good. It was just funny because I had to go to work that next morning. Whoa. Oh my God. Um, so I had to work, uh, I'm pretty sure I worked a double too. Oh. I was at that restaurant. So I worked a double. And then, but like, I was still like, I guess like high on the fumes of like recording that record. Mm -hmm. I was just like, yo. So I was cool until about like, like I got I got off at like nine something, and I went to like a girlfriend's house, like me, her, and like two other friends, and we were just like chilling. And I was like, oh yeah, I feel amazing. I was like, oh, I'm gonna go charge my phone real quick. So I go into her and charge my phone, and then I blinked, and it was the morning. <laughs> <laughs> just out. Yeah, just completely out. out. Uh, um, like face first on the edge of her bed, like yeah, just shoes still on just out <laughs> oh my god wow. that's great <laughs> well i'm glad you survived uh your 21 exactly. hour day and work it's impressive yes. lord yeah i'll say my best work was not done that day <laughs> listen man, bro it's okay man i just hope i didn't mess up nobody's allergy information yeah <laughs> that would yeah. that would like, suck I, yeah. I have a bad like i think back to when i was working at that restaurant it's like Hope none of those bad non-functioning days. I didn't really mess up. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you did fine. I'm sure you did fine. Um, so picture this: you're on tour, you're at a gas station for a rest stop. What is your snack of choice? Ooh, snack of choice. Easy. Uh, sour cream and onion lays. All right. Ooh, banging. That's good. That's well, no, so actually, no, no. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say hot fries. Ah, even more banging. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So on the topic of food, if the band was a dish, what dish would the band be? Ooh, I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say a pot pie. A pot pie. I feel like everybody's role in the band is like very like solidified and consistent, which would make the crust. Mm -hmm. And then all the lyrics are like kind of like a little like gooier, free flowing, you know, a little bit, uh, which would be the filling. And then both of those together, boom, you're full. You feel great. You're satisfied. Bam. Perfect. I love awesome. that. We can pop pie last night, so that's why I was right there. <laughs> it's on the brain, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so for the last couple of questions, we're going to shift away from music and go straight to death row. 
Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Last meal. All right. My last meal would definitely be, I'm going to say Pinayala vodka. Um, drink would be, there's this like a Memphis IPA called Ananda. I'd want that in a pint glass, slightly chilled. Um, but like a salad on the side and peanut butter cookies for dessert. Ooh. They're making me very hungry. Sounds very good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? One fictional world? Ooh, man, for mm-hmm. a week. I'm going to have to say uh, Star Wars universe. Ooh, that's you'll, good. You do a lot in a week. Mm-hmm. Just with hyperspace, you could visit so many planets. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, so I've known of asking the last question, and every single person we've spoken to have said that it is the most important question. What's your favorite color? Favorite color? Burgundy. Okay. Oh, taste. That's good. So many Mm -hmm. (laughs) Fair enough. Um, So as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Um, Well, if you happen to be in Austin for South by Southwest, you should come see our showcase and our unofficial showcases and follow us on social media to see when we tour because we are a hoot and a holler live. Um, And uh, so, oh, I have a playlist that exists for black indie artists black friend indie bands it's called black indie tunes you should check it out and follow stream all those bands follow the social medias buy all their merch and help us bring more awareness and attention to like black friend indie projects uh and shout out memphis tennessee and uh what else i think it's all i don't, I don't know <laughs> all, right. all right i gotta check out that playlist um well thank you for snow that's been josh from black hippie and we have been the good noise podcast